0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to The Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I'm your host, Carol, and always thank you so much for taking your time out to listen to The Matter of the Heart. And check out our website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. The topic for today's show is emotional well-being without control. How often do we hear that word control? And I want to read you some um, statistics that our, uh, f- uh, our uh, future guest uh, had mentioned, I believe in your website, Pamela, that the average person has 432 emotional reactions every day. And up to 99% of our behaviors are driven at the subconscious level. It's fascinating. So the guest is Pamela, Pamela Biasco-Losedo. And uh, Pamela is an um, industry leader in emotional empowerment and emotional well-being. And she coaches high achievers to overcome obstacles, fulfilling their lives. So we welcome you to the show, Pamela.
1: Yes. Good evening, Carol. Nice to be here.
0: I love the topic. Um, if you can elaborate why, you know, emotional well-being without control, what made you put in those two magical words that we hear control, we hear all the time. Sometimes we hear it so often, but um, why do you, are you inserting that with the topic? Emotional well-being without control.
1: Yeah, I think, um, you know, I'm all about emotional well-being. That's why also, you know, emotional empowerment is really, you know, what I'm very passionate about. And as I was um, learning more about emotional well-being and emotional empowerment specifically uh, over time and also kind of, you know, um, not just learning, but also practicing Mm -hmm. in my own personal life and then also, also with clients. I noticed that um, part of the work um, to feel better, it's also starting to trust uh, yourself more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what that also means at the same time, what I also noticed and started you know uh, making changes in my personal life regarding to that is just letting go of the, the control, especially from the external world. Um, you know, external factors and everything you know around us, mm-hmm. and I think it's so important to start kind of noticing that you cannot really start trusting fully if at the same time you want control. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a, it's an interesting word because control, you know, uh, when, when I think about it, you know, in some ways it can be perceived as positive. In some ways it's not, I, I would not perceive that po- as positive. So it's really a little depending on which way you're looking at this, you know, away from. But at the same time, when it comes to emotional well-being, I noticed that it, there is a lot, there is a lot to do with trust. You know, mm-hmm. so knowing that um, yes, we are kind of, we can, you know, to use the same word control, like we have a lot of power, um, on making, you know, things happen and making changes. And Correct. more often than not, this happens when we start mm-hmm. not controlling on letting go of that control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, so I don't know if uh, it makes sense, but that's kind right. of, um, kind of my experience. hmm
0: so I'm presuming that uh, your, some of your clients, now if, if they're quote high achievers, whatever that word means, because I think everybody in life is, but um, maybe there are certain, maybe maybe the people that your your clients are dealing with is they're more into the word control because maybe that has to do with their inner secu- there's, there's security. I mean, I can't help but think when people are very much into control, they have to have a, it could be a very deep, insecure issue with them at the same time. So, if nothing is in order, you know, they lose the faith they can go back in order. What's your feeling on that, Pamela? Yeah,
1: I definitely, you know, I definitely can resonate with that because there, what I also notice is there's also like a fear of losing control mm-hmm. that sometimes it's present in some of my clients as well. Um, and then they, you know, over time, They have, they have started turning into the external world in order to find, you know, things that they feel like they can control, Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, usually backfires at some point, uh, usually doesn't end, end well. Um, and you know, they're, they're, they're starting becoming very rigid, you know, even like, Mm -hmm. you know, micromanaging, you know, it's something that's can become popular or like predominant, Mm -hmm. um, but also like, you know, more rigid rules, you know, no matter if it's mm-hmm. you know, for, for like simple things like routine, you know, stuff that you do at home or for work. But then also how you are um, navigating maybe your health and your wellness, you know, it becomes mm-hmm. a very rigid, um, mm-hmm. you know, routine or like, you know, you you have to be like perfect, you have to mm-hmm. have everything, you know, really under control, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's usually not um, not helpful over time, for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, now, when somebody says things have to be in, con- in control, I can't help but think that um, it's um, well, I like the word maybe take charge. I find the word control is too perfect because nothing is. I don't think anybody is in control. I think they try their best to be in charge. We can have a line, you know, a setup or agenda for the day. We drive, we get a flat tire. I mean, we're not accommodate. We're not recognizing that the life has its own energies, and that they those energies are certainly, to me, much more powerful than the human being. So, um, as far as the word control, do you? Um, what other uh, psychological innuendos do you find that that person has linked with that word? In other words, is there in deep insecurity, deep fear? What else would you like to say with that, Pamela?
1: Yeah, I think, and by the way, I do like the word being in charge as well. Um, you know, I think it, it's it's more accurate as well. Um yeah, there, you know, going back to your question, I think it's, you know, there's it can be related to, you know, to as you, you know, as you mentioned, like insecurity, also low self-esteem. Um, I'm thinking even the perfectionism, mm-hmm. uh, lack of trust. Um, you know, I mean, and feeling anxious. I mean, there can be some other feelings that are coming up uh, as, mm-hmm. you know, as well, um in relation to, to this. Um, so it, it, it has having, you know, my, my, the biggest one for me is always related to trust as well. that I think that's the one that comes more forward, at least what I've experienced also with others. But it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that's the only reason or the only thing mm-hmm. that comes up. But usually that's kind of the, the one that um, kind of the umbrella, I would say, of the more predominant one that's really um, is related with a lack of trust in themselves and in, you know, in life in general. Usually, that's the main one that that shows up. Lack of trust. Yeah.
0: Well, with, with linking lack of trust, how does faith come into this? In other words, do your clients have any faith? Is simply the way nature unravels itself with the unknown.
1: Yes, that's something that depends a little bit on the client. You know, mm-hmm. I think some some. Um, Uh, are kind of unfamiliar with, with trust, with faith, uh, but some, some, no, some not at all. I mean, they're very familiar, Mm -hmm. but there is still sometimes a disconnect between like the knowledge of it, the knowledge of faith, or you're more like, you know, from a cognitive (laughs) standpoint, but then actually embracing it and really uh, really believing in it, uh, mm-hmm. believing in the trust, believing in themselves, believing in faith. Um, and so there is a lot, I mean, they're aware of it, but there is this disconnect that I've noticed and just going back and, 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 and you know, and, and, and really starting to embrace it fully in a way that it's really becomes, um, becomes like uh, something that you're really uh, not just thinking and, uh, being aware of it, mm-hmm. but also that you're really fully embracing it. Um, and the ones that don't, don't quite see the, you know, that one see the trust or, or for them, it's really hard to mm-hmm. have faith, um, sometimes based on life experiences and things that have gone, you know, in the different, in you know, different directions. And so they feel like, it's hard for them to, you know, develop that faith again, mm-hmm. uh, or that trust based on what they have experienced. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's, it's a process, so it doesn't happen overnight, but, you mm-hmm. know, eventually, um, you know, at their own time and, and pace, um, it will happen as well uh, because they are starting noticing how things are shifting. Mm-hmm. Um you know, in, in, in a positive way and thinking things are just starting to make sense and things are just happening in their favor. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, when they start noticing those patterns and it's easier to, to really embrace that trust and that faith, um, mm-hmm. as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So would you substitute those two words, faith and, and, and trust and kind of like delete the word control with them? In other words, how do you, um, you know, work with that client who? is excessive, obsessed. I've seen that with some people. You know, I saw Mm -hmm. a woman telling her husband, is the food under control? I don't know what the hell she was talking about. Mm -hmm. Um, But what, what are you, which concepts do you feel can work the best? Faith and trust and getting rid of, deleting the word? Do you delete it from the conscious, subconscious mind or, or, you know, how do you go about it?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think it's just, you know, the, the most important thing is th- that uh, everybody um, that I also have the chance to work with, but also yeah. like, you know, in my own personal life that we know that we we have more power that we give ourselves credit for when it comes to kind of starting making those changes. Like you 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 said before, you know, take charge, you know, so we have, we have a lot of power in that. So we, mm-hmm. we can take charge. And so I think it's just a matter of, uh, noticing and being aware that you know everybody has the same chances in the sense mm-hmm. to take charge,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: is is about what 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 pieces do still need to come together, for, you know, mm-hmm. in your own life, and what you can do mm-hmm. um, when you take charge. How does that look like for you? So it's really different for everybody, but I think the main thing is just starting with you know, everybody's in charge of, you know, to make, in in regards to making changes so that, you know, everybody can feel better uh, and have more joy, experience more fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And I think no matter, you know, how is, like, no matter how they get there, it's important that they know that they have, um, you know, they have the, the resources within themselves. So mm-hmm. my role is more to helping them getting those resources out, and a big part of it is really helping them to gain or regain their trust, you mm-hmm. know, in themselves and in mm-hmm. life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, the word control, I don't use it very much, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like you know, in 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 sessions, because. You know, it's first, it's not really a word that it's useful in what we are doing, but, um, you know, at the same time, it's just still empowering them Mm -hmm. uh, to know that they have the resources within themselves. So it's really about, you know, allowing them to start being themselves again because a lot of the people I'm talking to and, and work with, they have mm-hmm. lost themselves, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> along the line in their lives for a variety of reasons, and they're not really their authentic selves anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, you know, for, for a variety of reasons, um, you know, everybody's different, but they kind of, you know, had the feeling that they had to feel, fit a certain mold.
0: Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. Again,
1: for a variety of reasons, but right. um at the end of the day, they kind of lost their passion, their purpose, mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. their selves. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of regaining that you know, getting mm-hmm. back to who you re- who you are
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what you're all about, and what your you know dreams and mm-hmm. and, and per- right. what your purpose is in life, basically.
0: Right. So you're working also with uh, with all of the what you're mentioning, of course the umbrella to me is the inner security and I think part of inner security is recognizing that life will always throw us a curveball (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. and to be comfortable with the curveball you know that it's not a life and death situation you know and to maybe I'm I mean I'm picking up maybe to look at things not as seriously health is serious you know but everything else along the way is our own journey or our mission of life. So maybe to also to recognize that something will happen along the way, but the more we're secure within our heart, within ourselves, then it won't be taken as seriously.
1: Yeah, I think it's just learning, you know, to see life um, circumstances, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know here a lot, we say a lot like life happens. And I think that's a really great phrase to to kind of remind ourselves that, you know, we all get, uh, you know, unexpected events, Mm -hmm. uh, unexpected situations. um, And so it's more about what can we all learn with them. Um, I'm a big believer. There's always learning opportunities, Mm -hmm. uh, opportunities to grow, Mm -hmm. uh, to improve ourselves. um, And just also, you know, uh, learning to accept and and being okay with with whatever that is um, that's happening and just you know accepting that this is part of life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, and things happen and mm-hmm. so I think I'm just you know having that that kind of different mindset around, you know, it's not just, you know, well, this is happening. So I'm, you know, I'm going to play the victim for the next months mm-hmm. <laughs> or weeks or days. Right? right. It's like, what can I do about it? Um, you know, and what can I learn from it? Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. What can you learn from it? Um, I'm curious now, do you ever work with the subconscious mind?
1: Well, I personally don't do that kind of work now because I'm I'm
0: coaching. So you're coaching basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And where is your practice?
1: Well, I do coach virtually. So, um, I don't, I don't know. So I see everybody through, um, you know, video calls or phone.
0: Got it. Okay. Okay. Right. Um, now what do you mean because that's when you was by a high achiever, so, uh,
1: so for, for the, the high achievers is what I, what I notice with the ones that I'm working with, that right. they're really hardworking. Okay. Uh, they're usually very successful in whatever, um, they have, you know, um, uh, as far as, you know, professionally, um, often also personally, but more, more than personally, definitely, uh, you know, professionally, um, they're also very ambitious. They're mm-hmm. go-getters. They, they just are very like much of a doer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they, the ones I see, because then there is high achievers and then there are the ones that I see that have also some other characteristics, you know, the one mm-hmm. I see, they, they most often have like neglect in themselves in the process though. So they usually lack of self-care, Um, they definitely, you know, have checked all the boxes of success, according whatever they were wanting to pursue and and, and achieve, Mm -hmm. but deep down, they feel unhappy. So they feel that something is missing. Um, Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they, they have, um, I know, we, we talked about control, control at the beginning, but they have this tendency of wanting to control everything and everybody. So that's something I've noticed. But that's, again, that's not like, For all the high achievers, that's the particular, you know, characteristic that sets the ones that I'm working with apart, that they don't feel uh, happy, you know, Mm -hmm, deep mm -hmm. down. And they know that something is missing. They Mm -hmm. just don't really know what it is yet. But they Mm -hmm. notice that they're just, you know, burning out. Mm -hmm. And they have been burning out for a little while already. Mm
0: -hmm. Are they obsessively into the mind, uh, very cerebral as opposed to intuitive? Intuitive.
1: Yes. I would, I would mm-hmm.
0: definitely say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very okay. Much more in the mind, Mind. much more set. in the
1: mind and it's like really mm-hmm. just doing, doing, doing mentality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And do they consciously know why they come to you? You know, they, they just have this sense of something is missing and mm-hmm. they notice that um they're not really happy. I mean, they're stressed. So, you know, if you're stressed, you know, it's hard to be happy if you're stressed. Mm -hmm. I mean, truly happy or, you know, feeling, you know, just joyful and feeling calm and at peace and at ease with with Mm -hmm. life in general. So Mm -hmm. for them, it's just hard to know exactly what's going on. But they, at that point, they kind of know that something needs to change. They don't quite know exactly what it is but they, uh-huh. they are to the point where they've, they've been doing it for such a long time that they are just exhausted. Uh-huh. Um, and they notice that, you know, at some point, they also start worrying about their own health. And so that's where it it usually also kind of brings them to start doing something about it because they are
0: fearful about their, their health in general. Oh, that's interesting. So mm-hmm. they're fearful about their health. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. So that so then that might trigger them to um to get some form of psychological help. Yes, yeah,
1: so the, the well, you know, for me even though I, my background mm-hmm. is psychology, I really right. just focus on on emotional well-being coaching. Right. So, you know, some of them actually have done therapy in the past. So mm-hmm. some already maybe have done the, you know, part of that that uh kind of seeking support from a professional in the past. Mm-hmm. Some haven't. Um but um, it's still just interesting because I think everybody is, is um, you know, ready to seek support, no matter what kind of support, like at different times in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's just also start, you know, for the ones that are really noticing that something needs to change is that just keep searching until they find just the right fit. Mm-hmm. 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 And I think um, that's the part that is important to just notice that, you know, there's something you can do, mm-hmm. um, but it's hard to do it on your own if you don't know exactly what you need to change. Right. <laughs> so uh- it's it's always, you know, I always appreciate, um, you know, the, I mean, including myself. I mean, I, I have not done everything on my own. I work with coaches myself too. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think it's just when you are, you know, part of that taking charge and
0: mm-hmm.
1: willing to making changes and investing in yourself, it's, it's, you know, seeking support, mm-hmm. uh, seeking, mm-hmm. you know, um, taking the help from somebody that sees the things from the outside, and it's not so in it, mm-hmm. where then it's kind of, you know, you're kind of clouded by it because you're just in there, it's hard to have a kind of an objective you know point of view when you're right. in in there for such a long time right, so right. i think it's i always you know um uh, acknowledge and honor uh, everybody that's willing to make some mm-hmm. changes mm-hmm. in asking su- support along the way you know because there's nothing wrong with that so
0: so do you feel that you're also balancing the right and the left side of the brain the intuitive and the cerebral so that there's more peace within
1: so that, those are things that I'm uh, familiar with, but I personally don't do. I like that's okay. outside of my scope of practice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So you're basically, you're coaching them on um, finding the faith and trust and um, I would say, in, and security, inner you know, security within themselves.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and at the same time, you know, um, through emotional empowerment, right. it's really noticing, you know, First of all, what's been holding them back from okay. really becoming their best selves, and or mm-hmm. regaining their, you know, their selves overall if they have lost it along the way, uh, but at the same time also uh, using your, um, you know, a lot of them experience unpleasant emotions or mm-hmm. you know negative feelings and. It's just using them um, in an empowerment way, which means like using them as your internal guidance system, and so it's a lot. It's a whole like uh, shift around, you know, how to. Um, how to see those negative feelings instead of just, you know, ignoring them or pushing them Mm -hmm. down Mm -hmm. or just, Mm -hmm. just not checking in with yourself period you know, as far as how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a lot of that. That's the main work. It's really just having a completely different perspective on your feelings Mm -hmm. and use them in Mm -hmm. your favor. uh, And at the same time building that important trust in yourself and life in general as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so you are able to start making those shifts, um, mm-hmm. and you know it, there was a lot of work outside of your of their comfort zone, right? It's just everything is kind of building, starting building those new habits, right. which, which you know, means getting out of the comfort zone, you know, in different mm-hmm. ways. But it's um, it's necessary for for growing. So.
0: Mm-hmm. we cannot
1: mm-hmm. grow if we don't s- s- step out of our comfort zone right. you know, that's kind of uh you know they they, they have to go together so mm-hmm. i think it's it's part of um of personal growth um mm-hmm. you know any you know any type of goal, spiritual growth you know mm-hmm. emotional well-being growth everything so mm-hmm. i think it's mm-hmm. just part of it mm-hmm. it's just fascinating i i find it very fascinating when you know um when I personally have right. started connected the dots, but also when my clients do, it's just very fascinating and very mm-hmm. rewarding because then things all of a sudden just start make sense. And mm-hmm. and I think it requires trust, also like in me personally, because I already see Definitely. You know, right. the, <laughs> I have already the bigger vision right. for them. You know, right. I see what's, what's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until they actually experience it, it's hard to really, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of grasp and so i think when they start noticing those connections and Mm -hmm. the dots are starting to connect then it's just then they have this you know aha moments right it's just beautiful to witness and i feel very right right very blessed and grateful for being able to to like a new flower
0: flower that's blooming
1: yeah exactly you You know know for some people this is the first time in a long time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that this flower can bloom so uh, you know they they it's been like kind of they, they've been really shut down mm-hmm. uh, and not necessarily because of others it's really right. a lot of uh falls back to themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um yeah it's just a beautiful beautiful experience
0: mm. rewarding i would think yeah because mm-hmm. you're seeing a new person develop a new rose so to speak a new flower you mm-hmm. know and yeah. now there's there's no wilting of the flower of the plant the uh, the flower is standing strong and wants to keep on blooming
1: yeah. I love this analogy. Yeah. Thank you for bringing you know, this up.
0: Yes. To right. To receive the radiant sun, not to walk away from it, but to mm-hmm. keep on receiving it. Yeah. And I guess that's part of it. Now they think of it, Pamela, because you're creating a uh, new uh, dynamic within that person that they want to receive more, you know, um, goodness to them, you know, for them to grow
1: yes yes and 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 really believing in themselves that they Mm -hmm. can do it you know that's really the main thing just being able to really believe that you you have the ability you Mm -hmm. have the resources and you can do it Mm -hmm. and so you know it's not somebody else that does it for them really they are starting to notice that they have the
0: ability to do it themselves too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah well no that's beautiful well Any closing words before we end the show, Miss Pamela, on emotional well-being?
1: Well, I appreciate you having me on. And I, you know, and I think it's, uh, you know, just for life, uh, just for final words, what mm-hmm. I with your audience is that emotional well-being is so important. And I find sometimes that we are just, you know, not all the time, but the tendency for those who are focusing on health in general is really on the physical a lot. Right. Um, You know, we think about exercising, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. but the emotional being, unfortunately, it's still a little bit under, you know, under, underrated in some ways. So, and obviously we see, you know, we, we see the the side effects big time in the world and, you know, with all this, um well with illness with illness exactly exactly so it, it's really just um you know mentioning that mm-hmm. emotional well-being is super important self-care is super important and mm-hmm. everything is tied together you know if want to feel mm-hmm. better feel good we mm-hmm. have to attend you know body mind spirit and mm-hmm. um, everything is connected so it's definitely well, very important yes.
0: Yes, and to want to be able to do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. we can say it, but if our heart doesn't want to, we have to get to the process of wanting um, to have that emotional well-being. Because sometimes people are very stunted, unfortunately. They've had very bad experiences. And that can linger for a long time. And then, they they don't want that to get better. Uh, And that's, I think, totally understandable at times. But it's how to dig that up dig, dig up the, uh, you know, the toxins in the, uh, in the vessels of the heart, so to speak, you know, so that the heart is pumping the way it should. Yes. And, you know, as your uh, show title, you know, very well
1: said to is really, you know, part of the trust is really, I think also related to start listening to your heart, you know, what mm-hmm. your heart, what is your heart saying, you know, and mm-hmm. just get off the mind for a moment and just listen to your heart, you, to your gut you know mm-hmm. anything that's more intuitive you know intuition related um mm-hmm. because you know more often than not you know that's the right path
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well thank you so much pamela uh biasco losado i hope i'm pronouncing your last name right
1: yes pamela biasco losada don't worry that's a hard one
0: <laughs> <laughs> you say it faster than i do okay. yeah well, yeah, you yeah could... maybe we should do it a little slower <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Pamela. Thank you very, very much for being on The Matter of the Heart. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Carol. And thank you listeners for listening. You've been listening to The Matter of the Heart. I've been your host, Carol. And check out the website and Pamela's, um, certainly her show will be on the website in a few days in about www.thematteroftheheart.com. And have a great day, everybody.